Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack, and you know what? Thanks for downloading this podcast, which is the Horrible Movie Podcast. Three podcasts, I said. Actually, now that makes four in the first, oh, I don't know, 15 seconds of this episode. So, this week on the Horror Movie Podcast, you are treated to Roller Coaster. This movie is brought to you by one Jeff Jensen. Jeff is the co-host of the Carolina Cadillo Show, Carolina Cadillo Podcast on the Revolver Podcast Network. Also, um, Jeff has his own podcast, uh, the Jeff Jensen Show. It's coming out, uh, and you can check it out. It's going to also be on Revolver Podcasts. Um, great episode. Very enjoyable. Uh, Jeff brings a... Uh, fun spin on a movie that is a part of uh, chaos thriller type movies. Um, you know, great catastrophes in movies. And we talked a little bit about some uh, former cinematography uh, tricks. Uh, and I'll, I'll leave that for the episode. But uh, a few things I want to pitch before we get going. Uh, check us out at One Horrible Movie on Twitter. Check us out on our Facebook page. Like our Facebook page. Go to iTunes. Download our episodes from iTunes. Just subscribe, folks. It's the easiest way for you to get uh, your horrible, horrible Movie podcast on every week. And then go and rate and review us. That helps us so much to move up some charts. Uh, we were on the uh, new and noteworthy for a, a long time, up in that first uh, little click there of TV and film. Uh, and that's really based on just reviewing and rating and downloads. So, um, what else? We are going to be at Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, Missouri. May the 21st, we have a panel. We're going to be uh, talking about, and it's actually been posted, uh, if you want to go to planetcomiccon.com, uh, and in the brochure, the guide there, it tells you we are going to be hosting a panel and we're going to be doing a live episode at the at the at planet comic-con we will be talking about the newest fantastic four movie uh, the panel is called the unfantastic four hopefully during that time i think stanley's uh panel is around during the same time ours it, it his cuts off in the middle of ours and so um if you're there and you went to Stanley and you want to show up halfway through, that's fine. We won't, we won't think ill of you. Uh, come on in. But if you're not going to Stanley and you want to hear about some characters that he created, and you can come on into our uh, panel, and we're going to be punching some holes in that movie. So uh, come on in. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to have some giveaways. We have some horrible movies of past episodes we've given away. Uh, we have some cool new Horrible movie t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, you can go check those out um, on thehorrormoviepodcast.com uh, as a car drives by. You can go uh, to thehorrormoviepodcast.com and uh, check it out. Uh, we have merch. We have a panel. Things are looking bright around here, folks. Um, also, I want to pitch one other thing that's a fun little, a little thing for you to do when you're bored. Call up. Horrible movie phone. That's right. Horrible movie phone. Call in. Tell us about the, the worst movie you've ever seen in a theater. 
Or if you didn't see it in the theater, just make sure it's a theater release movie. You know what? In fact, just tell us about whatever. Call us up. Tell us about anything you want to talk about. Here's your number. 417-319-4677. That's 417-319-4677. Slow down. That's 417-319-4677. That's 417-319-4677. Horrible movie phone. All right. So... That's a horror movie phone. Um, you can go to our website, thehorrormoviepodcast.com. We have awesome shirts. They are green and they have white writing on them, and they look the bomb dizzle. Yeah, bomb dizzle. What's that even mean? I don't know what that means. All right, uh, man, I'm white. Okay, so that is uh, the beginning. Next up, Jeff Jensen. Great episode. I'm talking so much fun. Uh, we had a great time. And, uh, man, you're going to love Roller Coaster. You can find this movie on Amazon. Um, man, but it's hard to find. Uh, and uh, rock and roll. It's great. You get to see a lot of cool people in it. And Jeff Jensen, like I said, great episode. Here it comes. Horror Movie Podcast. Roller Coaster. And buckle up. Stay seated. All right, stay seated. Do not stand up on the ride. Um, there are a few prerequisites. Don't stand up. Keep your hands inside of the cart at all times. If you see a bomber uh, putting something on something, run away. Leave Magic Mountain or wherever you're at and get out of there. See ya. Silver City. Hey, uh, guys, we're here with Jeff Jensen. Jeff, welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. Jack, I am so happy to be here tonight. Really happy to talk to you. Um, now, Jeff, I want you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and just talk, talk to us about what you've got going on. Sure. I am a uh, – well, my wife has a podcast on RevolverPodcast.com. It's the Carolina Cadillo Show. Now, she's Spanish, so the double L is Cadillo. but. There you uh, go. So if she people think she's Italian, then it's Cadillo, but it is Carolina Cadillo. Okay. Uh, I'm her co-host. My wife did Spanish radio for years. We have another guy who comes on the show, her old radio producer. His name is Huebin. It's spelled G-U-E-B-I-N. It means something dirty in Spanish. Not that dirty, but dirty <laughs> enough that I won't bother saying it. You can use your imagination. There you go. Um, they can, they it's can a nickname. It, it's yeah. a nickname he got. That's yeah. all. So... <laughs> So the three of us do a. We actually do a. We do a podcast every day, uh, six days a week. We we take Sundays off. We do five for Revolver during the week, so you can get that at you know on iTunes and I guess it's in the uh, Android, the Google Play Store mm-hmm. now. It is. And then on Saturdays we do something that we put on SoundCloud.com because we've been doing that one for two years. So we do that. And then there's a Jeff Jensen show that I do too, which you can get on SoundCloud. It's J E N. Sen, and I'm also coming on to Revolver. I'm just uh, kind of uh, going through revolving partners. But I've, I've worked in radio for a long time. I do, um, let's see, I do traffic on TV right now, part time. I've done traffic reports. Oh my gosh, I want my resume. Well, and one other thing, I oh that's right, I got my real estate license. Just in case everything else fails, I can sell you a house if you want to come to move, come move to beautiful Long Island. How's where, that? where uh, now, what, what, what realtor is it with? Oh, it's called Linda Baker Realty. Nothing big, but they're a big Long Island uh, real estate firm. Long Island, as people say. Long here, you know? Island, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they say it with the accent. Long Island, they yeah. are from Long Island. But well, uh, yeah, I do that part time. So I do a little bit of everything. I, and I oh, that's right. Oh, and I'm a party DJ. I'm one of those hokey guys. That that's does, awesome. Uh, that's not hokey. That's awesome. I, I do the chicken dance with kids for a living too. So. <laughs> 
you know, or the That's cha-cha awesome. slide or whatever, you know, the hokey oh, pokey. Yeah. So a little bit of everything. You've done a lot of cha-cha slide probably, right? Is that always a go-to when you DJ? Yeah, cha-cha slide. If you have little kids, the hokey pokey. I give out I give out prizes. The key to kids' parties is giving out giving out goodies. That's the key. When you, kids think of a party, they think of going home with something. So you try to give them something that's going to make them happy that they go home with. And the memories of the best DJ on the, yeah. east, on the east coast right? thank you jj the dj that's my name when i do that there it is so i do I, so i'm i'm and i've done radio i've done i've done morning radio i've done cool. uh, a million I've, I've been a regular dj on oldie stations and rock stations so so now now i'm podcasting from my basement hmm gotta love it hey it's a, <laughs> the, the american dream it's the american dream that's so. it, exactly. You know, so I'm, I'm, but I'm excited to be in the horrible movie podcast, man. Jack. I really am. And we're we're glad we're glad to have you, man. Um, so w- the movie today is Roller Coaster. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, nineteen. What did I say? Nineteen seventy four. Seventy seven. Sorry, yep. my bad. No, I, I, summer, I wrote I wrote, wrote seventy four to you, right? The se- well earlier, but then I realized it's the summer of seventy seven. Yes. Which Star Wars came out in the summer of seventy seven as well. So. Um, tell three, us. Weeks, three weeks earlier, by the way, Star Wars opened three weeks before this. I don't. I, I don't think Roller Coaster made a dent. No. Uh, in uh, the Star no. Wars uh, train. No, not not at all. You know, it's funny. I saw Star Wars when it came out as a kid, and I was just never into it. I didn't. I mean, it's horrible. I know it's sacrilege. No, I didn't like. I didn't like Star Wars. Um, did you? Is there any sci-fi that you like? I know we're. Oh chasing yeah, a there's, a lot, I, there's a lot of sci-fi I like. I mean, I, 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 I mean, there's tons of stuff that I enjoy. I mean, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of superhero stuff I've liked since. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like some of the Star Trek movies. I like. Um, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of. I mean, I haven't seen any X Men and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's sci-fi. Like I mean, there's some gore movies I like. I mean, I like stuff like Reanimator, the old Reanimator movie, and yeah. I can get I can get into that. But yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not and I'm not one of these. Oh, I'm too snobby for. I'm not an anti-sci-fi guy at all. Not at all. It just Star Wars didn't click with you, huh? It didn't click with me. And then three weeks later, I saw Roller Coaster. By the way, in Sensor Round. Yeah, okay? and I want I want you to talk about this because. Uh, I don't. I, that doesn't exist now. But you have to describe this to our listeners. Tell us about Sensor Round, okay? Yeah, exactly. Explain yep. the experience. Go ahead. You're sitting there in the movie theater. First of all, you know, Roller Coaster is a movie about. Want to mention what it's about real quick? Oh yeah, go ahead. Tell us. Yeah, about R- Roller Coaster is a movie about a, a a young man, and that's all they call him in the credits, by the way. A Which young is weird. man who's terrorizing amusement parks, <laughs> and you know. And he's doing it basically for money, and that—that's pretty much what he says. It's an extortion scheme. It's an extortion scheme, and it's not not a really good one either. It's, it's kind of bad, but um, high he, high stakes, man. High stakes, yes. Yeah. High stakes. The, the funny thing is, they call the movie Roller Coaster, but there's only one scene in the entire movie of a roller coaster disaster. Oh, and okay? it wasn't very disastrous, really. No, it's not. It, it, and and what I and I think I told you in advance before when I. I said one of the things about the scene is when the uh, I think it's at the Ocean View Park in the beginning of the movie. It's pretty early in the film, and he puts a bomb on the tracks. And I'll tell you what sense around was too. No, I'm going back. You're fine. Um, he puts his bomb on the tracks, and it's not even a big bomb. It's just enough to blow up a piece of the track, right? It's like an M80. Okay, he puts like an M80 on the tracks, you know, and and he blows, but it's enough to derail the roller coaster, and it goes flying through the sign and and. What happens is I have the movie on Laserdisc. So if, for those that don't know Laserdisc, when you pause a Laserdisc, it doesn't pause the picture on the screen. 
Okay, if the the technology was such that, that I don't want to get into this, they, they, but oh. there were two different kinds of laser discs. There were the kind that recorded in one format where you could freeze it and freeze it on the screen. But then most laser discs, you'd pause it, and the screen would just go blue or black, it, because the technology wasn't DVD yet. You know, that was the big threat. So my copy of Rollercoaster. So I actually have the I have the DVD here somewhere, and I froze it when the deep when the when the um, when the uh, roller coaster goes crashing through the sign when it flips over and you see all these these people get their heads get crushed. You don't really see it, but they're dummies, and you no, can they're, see they're dummies. They are absolutely dummies. So on that, that when that thing crashes, oh my gosh! <laughs> you just see they don't really react. They just kind of fall over like their hands don't go off. It's it was like, poorly poorly done, and uh, that that was one uh, one part of the movie that was kind of funny because like it is called Roller Coaster, and it's a a movie about people uh, this guy young man as you said bombing yeah. roller coasters and there really is only one accident but anyway we'll, we'll get more into that once we start yeah. hammering back through the synopsis so uh, go ahead i was so sense around was this thing that they came out with for the movie earthquake first mm. and earthquake was another you know they made a lot of these cheesy 70s disaster movies there was the towering inferno earthquake the poseidon adventure was with the boat yeah and it was and a total wreck yeah, I guess, well, I, guess pun in, I guess pun intended there, but pun I, intended. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, but much later, of course, came on Titanic. But the seventies disaster movies had a lot of like cheesy characters in them, and Roller Coaster kind of has that. But what Sense Round was was basically Jack. Imagine a giant blender in the movie theater. Okay. 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 With with subwoofers attached to it. Oh. A <laughs> and okay. Literally, when when they and the, all those scenes you see in Roller Coaster where they where they go back to the roller coaster and you hear it going. Uh, <laughs> in the movie theater, it was like, wow, yeah. And and the what happened was for the the theater I took the theater I saw it at right here locally, they brought in these giant speakers just for the sense around. That's so, cool. Yeah. So not every theater had it in sense around. I remember back in the day they would you know have ads in the newspaper. I sound like I'm, I sound like I'm a hundred years old. Right? You're fine. But but they would have ads in the paper and it would say in sense around for certain theaters. Like not every theater had it, but I remember they. They had these big subwoofers in the theater, and I guess there were certain parts of them. They were, I don't know if it was how, how they did it. It was probably part of the film, obviously, or maybe however it was triggered. When it, when you would go to these scenes in the, the in the theater where, where the uh, thing was on the tracks, it was roaring down the tracks, everything would shake. That's cool. And and the reason I, I, I have an affection for Roller Coaster, but I do totally understand. I literally watched it two hours ago just to refresh myself. That's awesome. And I, I just for, just for you guys, just for you, Jack. I watched the movie I again, and I, I have to that. admit, I understand now why. When I tell people you have to see this movie, they come back and they tell me, "Wow, that's a horrible movie." Yeah, I mean, well, the pacing of it's weird, and uh, we'll we'll get into the detail. We will get into the details. <laughs> okay, first sure. let's hit uh, what we like to call around here time for some deets. Let's talk about some details of the movie. Roller coaster directed by a guy named James Goldstone. Produced by Jennings Lang, written by Richard Levinson and William Link, a story by Tommy Cook. Uh, starring, and you can uh, feel free to tell us about these guys, George Seagal or Siegel? George Siegel. Siegel. He's, uh, he's in that show, The Goldbergs, right now. Which oh, okay, is on, that's uh, him. Okay, he, oh he's the God. grandfather. He is the grandfather. He's the old guy. Um, Richard Widmark. Yeah, big, 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 I guess, 50s actor, kind of before my time, big okay. 50s, 60s guy. Timothy Bottoms plays Young Man, Yeah, which is the name of the bomber, the <laughs> yeah. the roller coaster bomber, Timothy Bottoms. 
Uh, Harry Guardino. Uh, Susan Strasberg. Yeah. And Richard Widmark. And also, who we say? Helen Hunt? Is Helen Hunt? Helen Hunt and, you get Hen- and Henry Fonda. Jane Fonda's uh, I, father, right? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And also, Steve Gutenberg makes right. an appearance in this too, which is, I, I, I read where this is his first movie role in this movie. He's like a uh, delivery guy. Right. And he the delivers the, the plans for one of the roller coasters that they're trying to solve yeah. the, mis- the mystery with the... Uh, yeah, he's in uh, there. Music by Lalo Schifrin, who Lalo had a pretty big part in this movie. The, the music plays a oh, huge yeah. role in this movie. Oh, you know, wait a second. I, um, I, don't have my, I don't have all my wires set up here properly. This is the big joke with my wife. She always says, you don't have everything set up right, but... Uh, you can't hear this. Uh, anyway, yeah, I have. I, I I recorded some of the music too. Oh yeah, yeah. Just so I could be very. Actually, I could play it through the. I could play it through the microphone. Crank actually it up. It. Hold on, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna do this the old-fashioned way here. That's what, how Let's we do see. it. Yeah, the, old- the music. You notice how it's kind of a rip-off of Jaws almost. Play it. It's a, it's a little rip-off of Jaws. Oh, here we go. It's kind of a Jaws. It is a Jaws. Well, they're trying to really stretch it, go with Jaws sound. They also had the creepy uh, carnival music throughout this thing too. Yeah, yeah. To set the tone of uh, getting everyone on edge, knowing something crazy is going to happen, and then really, (laughs) there's some anticlimactic points in this movie. It doesn't happen, right? It does not happen. It doesn't quite happen. You know. Um, I got a a nine million dollar budget, which I don't know what what's that inflation. with inflation added in, what's that come to today? Nine million dollars in nineteen seventy-seven. That's a pretty big budget for that movie, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah. We said um, now this is uh, six years, six years, seven years after this. Uh, Return of the Jedi's budget was like a thirty-six million. Wow! So to put that in comparison, that's close. Somewhere that I have to, I'd have to look at what Star Wars' budget was. I can do that really easily. But but can you but can you imagine how much more those movies made compared to? <laughs> There's no comparison, I'm afraid. But uh, I was a kid, you know, so I was fascinated. I went to one of the amusement parks. I was saying this earlier that uh, to somebody that I went to one of the amusement parks where they actually filmed this movie. Can you imagine you're about to get on a roller coaster? I was a kid, and there's a sign up that says, "We filmed roller coaster here." Oh, I love it. <laughs> so in other words, they were advertising they filmed the movie where people died on a roller coaster at the roller coaster. Which uh, which park was it at? Do you remember? I think I went to Ocean View, which I believe I thought was in South Carolina. The movie, I'm not sure where they have it as being, but I believe that was in. I went to one like I think it was Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That's cool. Or near Myrtle Beach somewhere, and I think I went there like the summer of a summer later. You know where they and they had, they had had the signs up that saying we had filmed roller coaster here. I mean that's a that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's or even great. might have been that summer of '77. Because the movie was so, you know, I remember they had a big sign up advertising. That it was they had- probably a huge, huge deal. And I'm telling you, like I, I when you're describing Sense Around to me, I think of that's a great idea, but the technology probably wasn't fully there. Even though I probably, I bet it was pretty awesome. Oh, it was. It was really shook. It was like a Disney kind of thing. You know how you if they had Disney World, they have. I, there's some ride at Disney where you get sprayed with mist. Yeah, there you go. And, and the sheet, the seats shake, 
And it really did vibrate in the theater. It was really intense. I remember Earthquake and that one were the two big sense around movies. And I think uh, after Roller Coaster didn't make... I think that, you know, obviously they thought it was going to be a huge hit. Maybe we need to petition IMAX <laughs> to have IMAX include Sense Around. I wonder Can you imagine who, bringing, bringing it back, right? I wonder who owns the rights to it. Maybe we've stumbled upon something here, man. It could be. You know, the horrible movie podcast could, um, you got, you can really, uh, horrible movie uh, podcast uh, and Jeff Jensen. We'll try, man. We'll bring you it know, back. Sense Around. Bring back Sense Around. Bring back Sense Around. Come into a theater near you. That's it, you know? All right, so the movie opens. Okay, actually, no, rewind, stop. I'm skipping ahead. All right, Jeff, okay. now is the time we're going to do what we like to call the 30-second synopsis. Oh, 30-second synopsis. So here's, here's the job. I've got my Timex Iron Man watch here. Excellent. I'm going to hit start on it, and uh, when I hit start, uh, you're going to just – you have 30 seconds. Just tell us all about the movie. Spoil it. Go ahead. But you have 30 seconds. If If – if listen, listen. If you don't get it done in thirty seconds, young man, yeah. the bomber from the movie, he's actually here too. Uh, he, there's a detonator there in your studio. Oh no! Um, and so I'm it, now, it, it, like the movie, the detonator won't really do much damage, so don't be that afraid. There you go. Say. But he is, he's planted a bomb there, and he's going to force you to walk around an amusement park uh, with a suitcase. Yes, and uh, he, he, if, he used double-sided tape probably to stick all the time. it up here under my desk, him right? And, him and, yes, 3M. He has a he has a sponsorship from 3M, <laughs> and uh, they're working together. So, all right, That's so it. I'm going to hit start. 30-second synopsis. Are you ready? Yeah. And 30-second synopsis, go. Okay, a young man is terrorizing amusement parks by uh, – he, he wants to crash roller coasters. It looks like he, – and he starts a fire at one of the amusement parks. And what happens is they call in an investigative team, and one of the inspectors gets involved heavily, uh, played by uh, played by George Siegel. And it, it, the movie becomes more of a cat and mouse game between George Siegel and the guy known as Young Man. And they go, around to, they go around to a bunch of different amusement parks, and in the end, the uh, young man meets his demise by what? A roller coaster kills him in the end. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. Good job. <laughs> hey, uh, 31 seconds. Okay, not bad. That, no, no, trust me, that's really good because you actually got everything. You got all your, you, you hit all the spots. Uh, most people, when I have them do that, they uh, they'll just be like uh, very vague, very, very vague. No, so. well, you know, I can spoil it. No, most Perfect. people probably won't see it, but but yeah, and like a big, it, it's very seventies, okay? Because oh yeah, and that's, there's yeah. You know, there's a whole there's a whole like second story that runs through it, like the. The second story about George Segal wanted to quit smoking is like a big part. There's a lot of cigarettes in this movie, right? <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and they're trying to do like um, shock therapy at the beginning, kind of, mm-hmm. or like some sort of yeah, uh, stimulus exactly. to try to get him to stop smoking. Yeah, and he's he's getting like a shock, right? So weird, like and and just to show that it's the '70s and it could even be the '80s, he has a beeper go off in his pocket, right? Which. The thing was, is when that beeper went off, and later in the movie, you see a car phone. Yeah. And that blew my mind. No pun intended again with young man (laughs) blowing things up. But he had a a car phone. And Siegel has a beeper. What? Yeah. That might have been one of the first car phones I've ever seen in a movie, I think, right? This guy has a regular car phone. I was just like, that was shocking to me. Like. I mean, maybe that, odd. that Jack. That's what used up some of that nine million dollar budget, probably. At the well, time. they had. They're like, we've got to talk to this startup company, Motorola, to talk to them about this uh, car phone here. <laughs> You're All right, right so, so we begin the movie um, with a a guy fishing on a wharf. 
turns out this is Timothy Bottoms, who is credited as young man. Uh, he gets his binoculars out, and he's watching the Ocean View Amusement Park from a distance as uh, the track inspector is checking the track. Mm-hmm. He that's said, Wayne. That's Wayne. Good old Wayne. Good Wayne, old Wayne. Every morning. He is, he's timed it out every morning. Every morning. He's there from 7 to 8, I think he says, or 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Hour. He spends an hour. I spend an hour on this track, or maybe the old guy spends. He spends an hour every day on this track. That's right. The poor old man who looks poor traumatized. Yes, and so they. Uh, he sets the. He sets it. We spend a lot of time walking. Young man spends a lot of time walking around the park. Yeah. And you, you, I think they're trying to build the suspense. The movie was trying to build the suspense of uh, when's it going to blow it up. He eats no less than two cotton candies yeah. in the amount of time. That he's walking around the park. You notice how he doesn't look like he's enjoying it, and when he gets it in his hand, he kind of wipes it off like it's poison. <laughs> he's like, "What is this on my hand?" I know. Well, you're cotton candy. It was when cotton candy. You bought it. <laughs> well, and then right before he blows it up, he shoves. I, I, I thought it was funny, kind of funny, because the trash can had like a big lion mouth. Yes. Kind of and um, he just <laughs> he shoves the whole cotton candy into yeah. the trash can uh, right before he blows up the. Uh, the uh, what's the name of that first roller coaster? The rocket. The rocket. The rocket is the first one. Yeah. He blows the detonator. Uh, the description says it kills several uh, people. Looks like it crushes about six people. Yeah, that one car overturns, right? <laughs> and like you had said earlier, uh, I'm not calling people names. These are dummies, folks. <laughs> yeah, they really oh. do look like dummies. They got smashed too. So yeah, their heads get you know it's just it flips right over on their heads. And, and it, yeah, it was. Uh, and in the only crash of the movie, am I right? That is the only one. That I think. Yeah. And you know, it's funny when the, I don't want to go ahead too far, but the next scene is he sets a fire, and they say he set a fire in a dark ride. And I kept thinking, well, now that you told me it's a nine million dollar budget, I'm thinking, geez, you couldn't even show him setting the fire. A fire. It just, it just goes to the smoke and the fire department showing up, right? Weird. And yeah. Weird. A, a dark right. a dark ride meaning what? Are they when they say that dark ride? What are they talking about there? Are they talking about? I kept thinking, are they talking about something like Space Mountain? Is it a you know? Space Mountain ride, or is it a a ride that is shut down? Oh, oh, wait, you know what? I, I don't know. Maybe I mean, I really don't know. I should have researched you know? what a dark ride is. Maybe it's not that. It's not really that pivotal of the plot. So maybe I'll just power through it. But I, th- I think you, I think you might be onto something. I think you're right. Dark ride. These I are, like that. We have uh, so several people were killed. The only hope we have for this movie for for these to to solve the mystery, yes, is. The professional known as Harry Calder, yeah. played by George uh, Siegel. Yep. I put in my notes, <laughs> George, Harry Calder is a professional ride inspector. He lives, obviously, the fast life that is the ride inspector. It's like, oh. he, it's like they've called in 007 or something. No, he's just a ride inspector. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, who, who who the FBI treats like he's some sort of expert? Oh, he's right? a specialist. He's a specialist. That's he's right. The, hey, he's look, the he's specialist. Harry, he's he, Harry Calder, you know. Oh, the the Harry Calder. The Harry Calder, you know exactly. It's weird. Anyway, it so is weird. He's, that's, he's called to the park to uh, investigate the accident. Um, they meet with the park owner guy and the guy that runs the, the guy that walks the track. Yep. Who he turns out he wasn't really there. In fact. The old guy, like you said, was really traumatized. 
Yeah, Benny. That's his name. Benny. Yeah, he's old. He doesn't know what it's day or night, but he does. You know, we're believing him that he's. Uh, uh, you know, he saw the the phantom person on the tracks. He yeah. thought was uh, the other guy, and uh, they've come to the conclusion it, they, that that person uh, on the unauthorized man on the tracks eliminates structural problems, or as they said, an act of God. So, act of God, yeah. Yeah. Um, so next, Calder travels uh, to meet to go get his daughter, mm-hmm. who he must have divorced the previous wife. Yeah. And the exactly. daughter is played by none other than Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt, very young Helen Hunt. Yes. They go, the next scene, they go to a pet store. Yeah. And she buys a hamster. She buys a hamster. And it was like the most like, why? Like, it was just random, right? Very random. Very random. <laughs> uh, one thing I did take from the scene, the hamster they bought, um, or maybe not the one they bought, but they looked at a hamster, and it was in like a hamster ball. Have you ever seen this plastic ball? Yeah. And the hamster's rolling around? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome. I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed, I I don't know why, I don't know. They make those for humans, I think. There's some game that they play where they roll around. It was like on the old American Gladiators in the metal. Yeah. And that was was pretty cool. But, yeah, they have, like, the big plastic balls now that they, they, yeah, some, what's it called? Bubble ball or something like that? Yeah, yeah, they play something. I've seen Um, that. Trademark infringement there. Bubble ball. (laughs) Try it today. Um, (laughs) So the bomber then goes to Pittsburgh. Mm Mm-hmm. And like you had said, we're only led to believe that it's Pittsburgh. They fly into, he, they throw a plane landing. They show a uh, airport, I don't know, maintenance truck that says, welcome to Pittsburgh or whatever it says. Yeah, that's it. Um, they had sets a fire on a ride. So obviously, Calder is a pro. He makes the correlation. Yeah. That oh, yeah. oh, the purpose of the pet store. That's right. The purpose of the pet store scene is Harry Calder, he looks in the bottom of of the hamster cage and he sees a newspaper and he says to the guy, when did you put this paper in there? And the owner of the pet store says, today. He says, you put today's paper at the bottom of the cage? What a... And he, yeah, he, you're right. He's like 007 and he sees there that it says, fire, fire Pittsburgh Amusement Park. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot about that part. That was, a, that's right. That's the purpose of the pet store scene. Oh. All, all so you can spot the uh, article in the paper. Uh, Pre-internet, yeah. you see. Pre-internet, everybody. And, well, that is true, though, because they would have done a web search. He would have done he done some sort of Google search yes. nowadays. You're right. So Google in 1977 was the equivalent to the bottom of a hamster <laughs> cage. <laughs> yes. This movie is one of these movies that probably would have had a lot of cell phones in it. But... Oh yeah, you know what I mean for, yeah. for the time because there's a lot of telephone involvement and communication in this movie. Uh, there's two way radios, right? Yes, but uh, and a lot of there's a lot of pay phones, a lot uh, of pay phones, and a, and obviously a car phone, which blew my mind. Yeah, car phone and a pager. Gosh, huh? And a pager and a pager. Yeah, so and weird. then there's the scene where Harry's in the um, he's in another office and he's on two phones at once. Two corded telephones at once. He's a busy man. By the way, pre-push button. All the phones are dial rotary phones in this movie. But we have a car phone. Think about that. That's just weird. Yeah, so weird. I know. A car phone, but no uh, no push buttons. No touch tones. I guess a fake. Here. It was obviously a fake car phone, though. He probably was... It could have, anyway, sorry. I digress. No, they had... They, I, my, you know, I don't want to digress here, but my, my friend's dad um, had a car phone in 1975. Golly. So what... You had, you what had to get we, an operator, though, to make the call. Okay, hold on now. How are we getting an operator 
Like it's cor- it's wireless, right? Or cordless? Yeah, or what are yeah. you plugging into? I, it it was not cell technology, but another technology, and you were kind of. It was almost like a two-way radio, but it was a phone. It was definitely a phone cool. because I, I remember you had to get a woman to connect, and it was like three dollars a minute or something. <laughs> Yeah. Military. So, uh, now, in the military, that's where cell phone technology came from, anyway. Yeah. So maybe same the same same surplus store he got that be. from. Yeah. Could be. I didn't mean to get you off track, Jack. I'm oh, sorry. it's hey, we're it's, it's it's fun. It's a horrible movie podcast. We're good. Excellent. Man. Love no it. No worries. Um, so Love it. Uh, let's see where are we at investigation. Uh, that he goes to investigate that incident in Pittsburgh fails to produce a lead. So right. Calder, being the smooth operator that he is. Travels to Chicago, where mm-hmm. a bunch of bigwig, fat cat, uh, you know, you know, you know who I'm talking about. All these big uh, amusement park executives are meeting, and they are worried. They're in a kerfluffle because yeah. of uh, of all this mayhem that young man uh, bomber extraordinaire has been causing. He shows up, and he what does he say? He he has some dirt on someone that allows him to go into that room. Yeah, he not he he um he, oh he knows he knows um that there's he, he like he 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 knows there's this connection between the two um between the incidents and I guess he's kind of threatening to um call, he says what I have two dimes in my pocket because a payphone call was ten cents yes he says one is to the uh, what the the the, the newspaper I forgot who says the other one is to oh my god I've only, I've only seen this movie fifty times Jack okay? it's okay it's all right but, I mean but I'm for, but he's basically threatening to drop that's where the phrase drop a dime comes from there he's you go threatening to drop a dime on um, is it not Henry Fonda right the, the other the other dude yeah guy. it's one of the other guys that's in charge yeah, that, yeah. And, and he is basically saying uh, he has this dirt so that allows him to come in and talk about you know talk right. to them whole court basically and they look there's this correlation i know this is happening and you're gonna let me come in this meeting but before he can get in there i've skipped this part yeah yeah okay young man young man who is a crafty individual (laughs) uh stealthy in fact dones a bellhops uh outfit yeah and bugs the room and then leaves i had this thought while i was watching this uh Blues Brothers? Have you seen you you've seen Blues Brothers? Yeah, I like okay. Blues Brothers. Movie, uh, I yeah. love Blues Brothers. Um, Carrie Fisher's character is a you know psychopath ex girlfriend to Jake. Mm-hmm. Okay, her and young man would make a great team up. Oh, <laughs> and I had this thought of how malevolent he is, and she was, I mean, shooting a bazooka in that movie. Anyway, that just nutty, pop, huh? nutty, that popped right? in my mind when I was watching him. And uh, that's just why I wanted to pass that along to everyone. That and I like that. He, 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 he is crafty, though, like you said, because he pushes an entire um, uh, hotel, what do you call it, that, that cart full of plates and food. He comes. He says, courtesy of the hotel. Yes. And, and like in a modern movie, you would have seen him probably take an elevator up and and, and stuff a, a rag of chloroform over some guy, over the, the yes. real bellhop's face. Either yes. injure, hurt him, or kill him, yes. and then he would, and then he would leave another corpse behind. But in roller coaster, no, he's just able to die. Like you said he's got the whole uniform on. He is, like he, yeah. He's either a master of disguises, <laughs> or again, there's a you know elevator shaft in Chicago with a bell, you know the real bellhop's body in it or something. Uh, yeah, somewhere. So, yeah, then, but he he gets in there and he slips. He says, "Let me straighten out the lamp," and he puts the bug on the lamp. Uh, so. 
we know now, the young man knows, because he's bugged it, we have right. all the executives uh, in one room. Yeah. Uh, we have Calder, master of roller coasters as well. We have all the, all the pieces are in place uh, to hatch his diabolical plan, which is he sends a tape to one of the executives. Mm-hmm. The executive plays the tape, and it says, hey, what's up? I'm young man. I want a million dollars to stop this bombing campaign. That's basically what it says. That's I'm, it. And I'm, he's, I'm and paraphrasing. He's watching that, and that's the first time he sees Harry Calder, actually, right? Yes. He knows. He's wa- suddenly, yeah. he's in, suddenly he's across the street very quickly in another hotel on the same floor, right? <laughs> I didn't think about that, but that is true. He like made some seconds. quick time. <laughs> like, he, like he blinked himself over, like I dream a genie. He blinked himself yeah. to the hour you know, that's an old reference, sorry. But he, no, you're he, fine. He, suddenly he shows up in the other hotel and he's looking over and he says, oh, who's this Harry Callie? He, he sees Harry. And Harry, of course, says uh, what they said in a lot of 70s movies about how they don't underestimate this guy. He's smart. Yes. <laughs> he's crafty. He's crafty. He's yeah, crafty, he's man. Yeah. Um, so they basically, some of them say, well, let's just pay it. Uh, Calder says, if you do that, we're you know we're going to be paying all day here. So um, Calder returns home. Gets a call from young man, um, uh, and he's going to be uh, he, he's going to have Calder uh, deliver the money uh, to the bomber in Virginia. So we're going to next roller coaster site we're going to is King's Dominion, which is in uh, I think Richmond. I think they said it was in Richmond. Yeah, real real amusement park too. I kind of now I will say this about this movie, and we'll go over some goods and bads at the end, but. Uh, I thought one of the cool parts of this was, and I love amusement parks. I love uh, roller coasters in general. I'm mm-hmm. going to be a little scared now to get on one. Sure. Uh, just in case of a, some diabolical plan. But um, I like that they f- obviously filmed on site. Yeah. You know? And uh, I just thought it was kind of cool. I mean, it, it's yeah. like a time capsule. You see what amusing parks were like in exactly. the mid '70s. I mean, exactly. you know, and and uh, that one ride. Uh, oh, I forgot what it's called in the movie. Not the roller coaster, but the, um, Harry ride. You know, Harry rides a lot of rides in this movie, and yeah. he gets in that really fast roller coaster. And I can't. Remember, it, it's not a roller coaster. It's like it's a little circular ride. The spinny one. Yeah, it spins. Really, not. They they show the swings, and then yes. they've got that other, that other one that's kind of a. It's a small, really fast fast like uh it's not a roller coaster but i know what like, you're talking about uh, um, yeah six flags in st louis has one and it is called what's it called man it's called like the himalayan now but before okay. that it was called something else and it, it's got different names whatever theme you need to make around it right right but, right. yeah that but, thing but, spins super fast and yeah but yeah i i see what you're saying though like if you like that's probably why i like this movie it's very colorful it's a very oh, colorful film super right? colorful yeah yeah and you're in a lot of amusement parks so you yeah. see you see a lot of things going on you know you like like you transport you back but you probably filmed it in 76 so you know, it's pretty take, cool yeah, overall yeah. I mean, that, the, those parts the visual of it the story a little lacking i will admit a little lacking. oh yeah that's why it's on the horrible movie podcast Jack. amen amen brother um <laughs> so so um, they go to King's Dominion, uh, and he waits at a telephone in the park. The bomber calls him. Uh, he's watching him. The bomber's watching him from the Eiffel Tower, which is just this themed tower thing in the park. Uh, basically, he tells him there's a bomb in the park. He gives a two-way, two-way radio to a courier. The courier gives the radio to Calder. Um, he orders Calder to, 
go on a super fun happy tour of the whole park. <laughs> Toller, like it. you had said, gets to ride the spinaroo, whatever we call it, yeah. a couple roller coasters, and then the epic part of the movie really was uh, him going on the Rebel Yell, which is a real ride yeah. in King's Dominion. Big wooden roller coaster, which if you like roller coasters, a wooden roller coaster is a must, and that is a big wooden roller coaster, man. Oh, yeah, it's long, really long, right? Yeah, and it does a cool thing. Uh, one effect was cool, and I'm sure if you if it's still around, which do you think the Rebel Yell is still around? I don't know. You know, I'm, I was actually going to check on that. I, I probably have checked in the past. I will, I, maybe I'll look while I'm talking to you. Um, I'll tell you, uh, it does this thing where it races. Each cart races up the hill yeah. right next to each other, and then it and then it kind of goes downhill, and then they kind of part ways at the end. Yeah, they split off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They use yeah, that yeah. camera trick in there to try to make you think that uh, Calder's cart derailed at one point. Yeah, that's right. They did. And, and the, by uh, the way, that that was in sense around that that scene. Oh, really? That, they kicked in the sense around and the whole King's Dominion scene. Like, I keep doing this horrible sounding. I know it's fine. But that's what it was. And the whole, you know, and you you were shaking yeah. big time. You that's know? cool. Um, I think that, uh, like I said, for me, that was the best part of the movie was the Rebel Yell. I think it's still around. Is it? I think it is. It's, I'm, I, yeah, yeah. Rebel Yell for, roller coaster, King's yeah. Dominion. Yeah, I, think I don't know what around. I don't know what qualifies as great audio, uh, Jeff. Trust me, I don't know, but okay. I do know that two two people searching <laughs> two people searching for a roller coaster if it's still around <laughs> might qualify as not good audio. But I really don't care at this point. So, so oh, it opened forty. It opened with the park forty one years ago in nineteen seventy five. So when this when they filmed this, it was probably about a year old. It's awesome. It was brand new then. Now it it's was brand new then. A classic. Know? Still there. Still there. It's a wooden racing roller coaster. For, for your listeners who want to check it out, there's a there's a YouTube video. Of course, there is a uh, YouTube video uh, of uh, the King's Dominion Rebel Yell. People That's going awesome. on it. Guys, go online. Go on YouTube. Type in Rebel Yell roller coaster, <laughs> or you can type in just Rebel Yell, and you can watch Billy Idol sing Rebel Yell. So <laughs> right. pick it out. Have it, two videos back to back. Rebel Yell by Billy Idol, and then watch uh, the video of Rebel Yell. Uh, double treat there. Double, double treat. Double treat. Uh, so yeah. they go uh, Rebel Rail roller coaster. Uh, he gets on the Skyway next there in the park. Young man tells him that the bomb is uh, in his radio. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Don't throw that away because I will don't. explode it. Um, it." And it and it and it will explode on impact if you do throw it away. Um, so basically, then the bomber tells Caller to leave the money on a bench, which I thought was fun because it was in the Hanna Barbera land. Yeah, uh, which you had a this really weird Yogi Bear song, this Boo Boo and Yogi Bear song. It actually lists all the a bunch of Hanna Barbera uh, characters, which again I, I you know that that again you talk about a time capsule. Hanna Barbera yeah. was still cranking out stuff at the time, pretty right? hardcore at that point. Yeah, uh, and then uh, so young man signals uh, tells him to play some money. Uh, and he puts the he puts the uh, bag down. The bag is gone, so the money is gone. Um, and so then we're left with uh, the bomb doesn't go off. The bomb squad. Uh, sorry, uh, we find out that the money was marked. Yeah, he gets very mad. He says, and he, I remember for, to this day, I remember he says, he says, and even before I watched it again today, I remember he's he says pixie dust, Harry. It's an old trick, I guess. They sprinkled <laughs> sprinkled pixie pixie dust on it so that it would show up in ultraviolet light, and then they could track where he was using the money. But he's smart, like you said. Man, it's smart. 
So the young man knew that 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 the money was marked, and that that really gets him angry. He's there's no turning back. That this just this just sets him off again. And you know he's gonna he's he wants to reap uh, reap wreak havoc again and get back at Harry. And now he's yeah, and he's gonna get back at Harry now because he's he's taking this personal. And yeah. Harry perceives that he will take it personal, and he knows that <laughs> again. Harry Calder lives the dream. We we've all had this dream, Jeff. I've had. Yeah. You had growing up. We all had the dream to be a ride inspector. Oh my God, that's that's the job, you know. I mean, we all dream of it. Some people have to be coal miners. Some people are <laughs> radio hosts. Have nope. podcasts. But we all, all Americans dream to one day ride that golden ticket to ride inspector. And I, so I, I wish I could be a ride inspector. Someday, Jeff, you will be a ride inspector. Keep One of dreaming. these days. Keep dreaming, man. Um, but, so he deduces, Calder, is this smart? He deduces, you know, young man is going to strike back at me personally now because he's going to go to the Great American Revolution at Magic Mountain. Because yeah. I, because I personally cleared those rides at that park. See, and and, that, <laughs> and as they say in the movie, that's public record, Harry. So the young man knew mm-hmm. that Harry was going to go for this grand opening of the of the uh, it was the first ride of uh, this Great American Revolution. Uh, so we have a big day. It's the Fourth of July weekend. This is going to be the biggest. Harry sees the stars align. It's going to be a huge weekend. Fourth of July weekend, Great American Revolution. Uh, at Magic Mountain, it's a big opening for this ride. Uh, we have a band that plays, by the way. Yeah, Sparks. Sparks is real. To, you know, they they are still around since they've been around since nineteen. I would say about nineteen seventy. Okay, yeah, two brothers are in Sparks. I think they're like seventy one and sixty eight years old now. And uh, did that song "Big Boy" get in your head? Big Boy. They play it over. It, it just fifteen goes minutes. On forever. Jeff. 15 minutes of Big Boy. Right. And I'm telling you right now, if I can find that stinking song, we're going to play that earlier in the podcast, either during the details or during the... Uh, anyway, that, that's telling you folks, we're going to go back in post-production to play that song. But but Sparks um, was a weird maybe. band. They're, they're still a weird band. They're, they're, they never really had any hits. They had some like moderate songs that got some airplay, uh, but they were always like offbeat and kind of out there. Quirky. Two brothers. Yeah, quirky. Not yeah, odd. quirky. The odd. guy destroys the piano uh, stool, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Weird. Yeah, yeah, uh, weird. I read a thing online. Sparks. They said that uh, being in this movie is one of their biggest regrets. Really? If, is that possible? I mean, wouldn't you say that being in a feature film for a band like Sparks has got to be the epitome? I mean, the the the, the top yeah. of the, the top I, of the you know Magic Mountain, if you will. I guess this, they were so outside the mainstream. They were like avant-garde that they felt like they, maybe they felt like they were selling out by being in this movie. It's yeah. funny, and and not only that, the radio announcer in that movie is this guy named Charlie Tuna. Saw that, okay? yeah. He was very. He just died. Okay, this within the past, I would say six months. Very big DJ in Los Angeles. So if you have any people who listen to the Harbor Movie Podcast in LA, they'll know who Charlie Tuna was. But I think Sparks maybe might have regretted being in the movie because. They were so outside the mainstream. I mean, if they would have gotten a hit song out of it, they probably would have been mad about about it. That's how weird those guys are. 
Not quite like like I couldn't see like the Cure being in this movie or something at that point. That'd be too early for them, I guess. But yeah, but they, they, I'm saying I'm, I I know where you're going with that too. Like Adam Ant, if Adam Ant was in this movie, I, it would yeah. that'd be too early for him too, I guess. But I think they wanted like a, they they wanted like a heavy metal band, I think. But for some reason, someone someone got them sparks, and it just like it would have been like I could have seen. I'm trying to think of some like if it, it's almost as if they wanted Kiss or something, you know, for this movie. But they didn't get kissed, so they went for Sparks. You know, they, well, it's equivalent. Like, it's the same. I mean, really, when I yeah. think of Kiss, I think of Sparks. So, I, there you go. <laughs> you know, uh, it's the same. It's really the same. Uh, big Boy. Um, big Boy is, yeah. So, it gets uh, uh, where are we at here? The uh, being in the, I talked about them being in the movie. Uh, yeah, so, they yeah, Harry, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you were saying Sparks is playing, and then at that point, Harry's kind of walking around. He's walking around the park. His walkabout, yeah. He's doing his walkabout there, and he's trying to kind of figure out, figure out if 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 he's at the park that day. Like Harry says, he's got to be here this day. There's a big newspaper ad Harry sees earlier in the day for this for this amusement for this big ride opening, and Harry says, "This is the big one." Like he couldn't. This is like. You know, like you put cheese in the middle of the room and the mouse can't resist it. He has to take this. And I like that. Like I said, Calder is – Harry is this in tune with amusement parks. And that's why he's the best. Yeah, and, and he gets kind of accused by the FBI guy of being really in tune with thinking like the bombers. What's it with they, – they there's a line in the movie where he says something like, what's with you and this guy? You know, like what's the connection between you and this guy? And he's, I mean, he just, he, he, he's a pro, so he thinks like they would. It's like when the government would hire hackers to test, to test their systems. Yeah. Harry thinks, Harry can think like these bombers that would take out these roller coasters. You know what happens every day in America. Sorry, but. Yeah. Um, so, um, young man, oh, yeah, the maintenance people dress up as, or the, excuse me, the agents dress up as maintenance people. They right. find the bomb connected to the track. Uh, they disconnect the antenna. The young man realizes it uh, that his bomb has been discovered, and he is he can't detonate it. Oh, he tries pushing. By the way, Jack, th- th- this movie might have been the first with that with the classic red button. That you is know, a that, classic. His, yeah, his little controller has an antenna and a red button. And when they play that music, you know, sometimes they're playing that music when he's when he's taking the thing out of his jacket. Right? He's you know. The, yeah. By the way, he zips his jacket from the bottom up to take the to take the. It's weird. They, this they is keep a weird. Shot. This is a weird guy. He's he's very weird, young yes. man. Pizza backwards. He eats pizza crust first. He, oh, I, I'm just making that part up. He, no, he zips okay. his he zips his <laughs> coat up from the bottom up, or he zips his pockets up from the bottom up. He's a weird dude. Um, yeah, they, and they keep playing this strange. Uh, they keep playing this music that you keep getting throughout uh, throughout roller coasters. It'll play, of course. I'll never hear anybody doing that. This makes me want to. This makes me want to bomb a roller coaster. That makes me want to bomb a roller coaster. It does right now. It makes you want to set the bomb up for my studio, probably. Sorry if you play that. it backwards, it actually <laughs> says bomb roller coaster bomb roller coaster. <laughs> it doesn't say Paul is dead. It says bomb a roller coaster. I yes, like that. It says. It in fact does say that. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, the maintenance guys pretend that they're hanging bunting up, like to celebrate. Oh, you know, uh, Fourth of July. The, the, 
Actually, I think it's supposed to be. See, everything back then was bicentennial. 1976. I don't want to date myself or anything, but everything was the bicentennial. That's why you have sometimes you come across those bicentennial oh, yeah. coins. Oh yeah. Everything back then was bicentennial. So I think they, the, the, even the coaster being called the Great American Revolution was a celebration. Of America's 200th birthday. Yeah, and I think that this was actually filmed in '76. Oh, definitely. And and, and then sh- and then shown in '77, which then kind of takes. A, this is a hist- maybe this is a documentary. Maybe maybe this actually was supposed to be a documentary. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. C- quite quite possibly. Very possible. Um, Bomber goes back to his car. He's going to get a new bomb. Oh, uh, he, I, I love that part because he travels around with bombs in his car. This he is a bomber. A bomb making kit. You know? He's a pro bomber. Not at home, just in case he's got him. He's got him in his car, just in case someone disconnects his bomb. He goes back to the car and makes a new one. He's got another another plug for Ever Ready there because they show you it's an Ever Ready nine volt battery, by the way. Yeah, a little bit, of, a little bit of product placement there. Yeah. Um. So he gets uh, on board of the ride. Uh, yeah, he gets know, on the ride. Yeah, yeah he yeah. bribes a guy with a hundred dollars for his golden ticket. Yeah, uh, and the, the guy who he bribes. Is Craig Wasson, who's in another actor. You ever see Body Double? You ever see that? Yes. He's the guy in, in in Body Double, the main lead. How about that? So Craig Wasson went on. People might, if you've never seen Body Double, that's another movie a lot of people think is horrible that I love. But um, I got a I got a whole list, Jack. Well, next you. time you come on, next time you come on, we may have to try to do that movie. So I love Body Double, but Craig, I think Craig Wasson is either that guy or the other guy with his hippie girlfriend. Um, but he bribes. He gives that guy a hundred bucks to get him the ride. A hundred dollars in nineteen seventy-seven or seventy-six, whatever was yeah. you know, a lot of money. A lot of, still money now. If someone offered me a hundred dollars for my golden ticket on the roller coaster. I'll take that. I'll take I'll that hundred dollars, man. I'll take. That I work. $100. I work in broadcasting. I'll take the hundred dollars from you. No problem. <laughs> Uh, so the uh, you get to be the first passenger on the ride. Yeah. Young man, young man has paid his hundred bucks. He's going to get on that ride, man. But he is going to bomb that ride. Even he's going to wait till he gets off because he's trying to get you know he's he's a, a venture capitalist bomber. He's trying to get <laughs> some some money. So he puts the bomb under the seat. Rides with that guy's girlfriend on the ride. Uh, following the inaugural ride, Calder being so astute. Uh, here's this guy interviewing yeah. people. Here's the young man's voice. Play it back. Play it back for me. And the, the reporter guy, <laughs> he's crazy. like, oh, fine, whatever. And it, that guy just complies, which is hilarious. Who are you? Well, just play it back. So he play plays it, it back. back. So funny. He plays it back. It has the rewinding sound, the going backwards. Yep. And he plays it, and it's it's the young man's voice. He chases the bomber. Uh, the agent's... Uh, he, he tries to alert the agents that uh, the, the, the bomb's probably on there. Too late, uh, and then the train has already left. Uh, yeah, the ride's already going, yeah. yeah for the ride. Uh, he corners the bomber uh, and threatens to blow up, uh, who, who threatens to blow up the ride, holding the detonator in his hand. Uh, and the agents are trying to jam it. We're trying to jam, now we're to the point where we're really trying to jam those signals. We've got to jam those signals. Very high-tech, high-tech movie. Um, young man <laughs> wants a firearm. Uh, Caller gives him this firearm uh, for, some ra- for some crazy reason. He gives him a gun. Caller's smart. He's he's got a, a double play. It's a double switcheroo. The old classic uh, ride ride inspector trick. <laughs> double switcheroo. That's it. Yes. Um, the agent succeeds in jamming it, and they tell Caller. Uh, Caller before he hands the gun pulls it back. Double switch. Like I said, double switcheroo. Yeah. And uh, shoots young man. Yeah. But the young man runs away. He, with a bullet wound, right? Yes. Presumably, yeah. He is injured. 
He's hurt. Yes, he is. And uh, uh, he, he leaves. He, he hops the fence into a field that's uh, underneath the revolution. Uh, yep. he's, and uh, not real. He's he's circling. Ends up circling back toward Calder. Uh, yep. Balmer climbs onto the track to escape. Sees Calder, and it wigs him out. Yeah, freezes. And never. Hey, when you're on the tracks, Jeff, don't hesitate. No. Don't hesitate. The revolution kills him. <laughs> and not even print. Not even Prince in the revolution. No, thank you. But the revolution. <laughs> Just the revolution. Kills him. And all you hear yes. is smack. And by the way, what do you get then? You get another dummy flying through the air. Oh. You see another dummy. They use a lot of dummies in this movie. You they see are. another dummy, and exactly. he's got some blood on him. He got a he got splatted. So yeah. he met his demise. What right? could have he met his demise? Uh, Calder. The film's closing out. Yep. Calder uh, requ- gets asked for a cigarette uh, from a stranger. Mm-hmm. You know what though? He's not going to smoke that cigarette. Not going to smoke it. He even wins a card in the early movie. He wins a card of cigarettes, and he said he tells the girl when he wins a card of cigarettes, he says, "I don't smoke." Right? He wins. Mother- Think about the time we were, they yeah. were living. The, you know, <laughs> there was then winning yes. a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> uh, when I when I was oh, I mean, even up until whenever I was in, uh, uh, you know, even in high school. I mean, there were still cigarette machines around places. When did cigarette yeah. machines go yeah. away? You don't. I saw one in a bar actually not long ago. But you, see, a bar you don't makes see sense. About a bar makes sense to have but, one. In but it. you don't see them like you used to see them. You're right. They've they've been gone. Probably it's got to be like fifteen, ten, fifteen years, right? Every bowling alley man had a cigarette machine. That's true. Yes, every bowling alley had a cigarette machine. Anyway, I digress. No? Caller, no, okay. caller's been cured. He didn't need shock therapy. He yeah. need, well, I guess he did need shock therapy because he got shocked by watching <laughs> young man get plowed by a roller coaster. I would think, though, it's funny. Like, it ends in this solemn note. Like, he's walking in, like, he's away. Like, he's just seen something horrific. Meanwhile, he should be celebrating. This guy is, this guy went splat. It, it should be, he should be excited over this fact. Should be, but. You know, I mean, first, he, like, he was shocked that he shot him, you know. <laughs> and then and then he's shocked that he gets, the guy's, like, on the, he, he doesn't yell to him, get off the tracks, you might get killed. No, he just lets the coaster like revenge he's like okay you want to bomb the coaster no sorry the coaster's gonna bomb you and that's exactly what it does is that well the coaster got its revenge the coaster did coaster didn't get blown up you know he tried put the put the thing there i mean what he was not a, he was not a nice guy this this bomber he you know imagine you're going to like a happy place like an amusement park and you know invariably your bomb goes up it's gonna hurt children yes and and you know and and you know might have pregnant mothers there and, hey but you here's, know here's what i'm gonna tell you though he does. At one point, he does. A guy says, "Hey," or a woman says, "Hey, can yes. you take our picture?" Picture, yes. He does stop to take their picture. Yes, but but they, but he, when he's looking through the camera, that's when he notices the guys are up on the tracks. <laughs> yeah, but, somehow, somehow that instant, that ancient, uh, not instamatic. Yeah, it's an instamatic camera. It's, it's an old Kodak camera. Somehow, when he when he he's using he he's able to use it as like a. At like like high power binoculars, yes. you see these guys in the tracks. This guy this is, is oh no. creative. He's got something figured out there. Um, the beginning of the, I will say this beginning of the movie. One sign that I saw that made me laugh was the roller coaster. The and the very first on the rocket, the initial one says the sign. It freeze frames on the sign. It says no pregnant women, no hats or wigs. 
<laughs> no children under six. And I, I saw that and I just cackled out loud. My wife was like, What's wrong with you? I was like, Look <laughs> at this sign. And she was like, She was unamused. But Oh, you subjected your wife to this movie too? Yeah, she didn't pay much attention. She, okay. she was, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm not sure. She was probably. My just, wife came home today and said, "What are you watching?" And yes. I said, there were, "I said it's another fine showing of roller coaster." Yes, yes, a fine showing of a roller coaster. Yeah, another another viewing of a cinematic classic on laserdisc. Yeah, I had. I was going to tell your viewers, I have it on laserdisc, and my laserdisc player actually flips from one side to the other because laserdiscs, for those that don't know, could only uh, contain sixty minutes worth of data on one side. So two hour movie, you would have to flip over with some players. You have to take it out and put it back in, My flip gosh. it over. But mine actually flips it, even though that that it doesn't work all the time properly uh, because it's it's a 25 year old technology or something at this point. It's still it most times flips for, to the other side. That's awesome. La- so, re- laser disc. I, I I love my Laserdisc. I I have some very odd movies on Laserdisc because when they were, the technology was fading away. You could get them for like, you know, two dollars. So I have I have Death Wish with Charles Bronson on Laserdisc. Cool. A bunch of other wacky stuff on Laserdisc. You know, I love those movies. But, but now, um, yeah, when I saw I, actually Roller Coaster, I think I had an order. I bought I I made it paid full price for Roller Coaster because it was a you know classic. And actually, it's funny. My copy of Roller Coaster, <laughs> it looks good. It just doesn't look pristine like a uh like a dvd would you know well you've so, watched it so much because you love I've, it so much. I've almost worn it out jack i mean i i i know it's a horrible movie in a lot of ways but but um i i there are there are some redeeming qualities so let's talk about those redeeming qualities talk about the good parts that you like about this movie the good parts of roller coaster i do like the performances i like i like the um i like george siegel i buy him as an inspector Who's on the ver? Who's obviously gotten a divorce? I like the color. I like the colorful aspects of this film. Yeah, I like the tension in. I, there, there is some good tension at points, but I, I just for some reason I don't think they wanted to fully follow through with a with a movie where they showed repeated, repeated uh, uh, violence at amusement parks. So I think that's why they kind of trailed away from. You know, after the first accident, you know, you, you don't see any more, um, you don't, like I said, you really don't see any more terrorist activity, if you want to call it terrorist activity. You don't see any more of, of the, any more violence at the amusement parks, really. So um, I, I do like the tension, and I have to admit that Lalo or Lalo Schifrin, whoever did the music, um, he did music, I believe it's a he, he did the music for um, some of the Dirty Harry movies. Oh, wow, that's cool. Okay, yeah, and there's a big similarity between the music here and the music in one of the, uh, Sudden Impact, one of the Dirty Harry movies. Yeah. I think that's 1983, the one with Sandra Locke, mm-hmm. where she's shooting the guys that uh, abused her and her sister. But there's a, so I like, the, I like the music as much as I made fun of that obnoxious music. I think that adds to the film. I think it adds a, to the film, yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I have to, I just, I have to say that there's, there's just a feeling of nostalgia I get when watching it because, I was kind of of age. I, I mean, I was a teenager when this movie came out, dating myself here. But no, um, you're fine. so you know, I, I there's something about the fact that I went to one of the amusement parks, and you know, I, the story. It, it I have to admit, for most, it, it doesn't run at the pace of a modern movie. It it runs rather slowly, um, and in today's world, you wouldn't see a movie populated with that many you know, 50 plus characters, you know, you'd have a lot more younger people 
in the movie today. If you notice, every, almost everybody in the cast, I mean, George Segal was, let's see, George Segal was probably, he was probably, believe it or not, he was in his 40s when he made this, okay? Um, he looks older. Everybody looks older. I mean, all the, all the FBI guys. But, is it, but isn't that the era, though, too? And, like, I think yeah. that, well, the way people yeah. dress now, like, in in 40 years, people will be like, look how, look, you know, look at, I'll pick a movie, and it'll be like, look at that old timey. Like, right, right, right. This is the weird part about time and how time passes. It's like you start looking back, and it's like everything looks ancient. It's so weird. Ancient, right, yeah. But, yeah. but, but, I, but I, did li- I do like the nostalgia. I, I mean, but even at the time, what, what, what got me with the movie was the fact that you know, the whole sense around thing and just um, the story to me, st- it, it, I know it's a horrible movie in a lot of ways, but the story kind of moves along for me in in kind of a methodical way. What would have made what would make it better would be a couple of more action sequences that paid off. Maybe not people dying per se, but I, just I'm, the, I'm wondering this. Okay, um, Ocean View, right? Right. Did this movie have to pay Ocean View to fake an act? I'm not. I'm, I'm saying to say, okay, this is at Ocean View Park, and we're mm-hmm. going to have an accident in the movie. Now, that could tarnish your park's name. Yeah, that, that's so what I said. Would the yeah. movie do would they pay Ocean View then? And like you're saying, they may want to stay away from a bunch of accidents in parks. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't want King's Dominion to be like, well, we don't want people to think we're going to have a bunch of accidents here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said when we went there as a kid, when I went, I'm looking up here it says it says Ocean View is in Norfolk, Virginia. I think that's the same place. When you um when you go on this, I forgot what website it is, but I may might be the IMDb and how people can make comments on IMDb. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people who comment on roller coaster that were extras in scenes, and they talked about how so there's very some guys got old pictures of them shooting the movie. So there are fans of the movie, but I, no, I, I mean, yeah, I, I remember going there, and I I probably have a picture of the sign somewhere that says roller coaster was uh was filmed here. Yeah, here it is. I'm, I found uh, oh wow, it's, it's on Pinterest.com Ocean View. And this cool. is the place. It really looks like they crashed through the sign, though, doesn't it? It really it does look like they crashed through the actual sign. I don't. I don't know if they really did. It did probably not. And they set it up, and uh, it, that is the part of the movie. It's like the big crash scene, and then it just kind of goes. Here's <laughs> here's yeah. the car. <laughs> like it just kind of. It's weird. It doesn't look. Uh, and I again, it's 1977, 76. So I don't know though, man. Star Wars came. I know the technology looks so real. Like yeah, I always go no, back that to that. That real, exactly. We talk about about okay. When you get into like uh, we talk about this a lot on the podcast. Like you get into the '90s and you get around '93, '94, mm-hmm. and we'll watch a movie and it'll be like a bad like the action scene will look goofy, just like like cheaply made, and yep. then we'll you'll say something like, "Well, it was 1994," and then you're like, <laughs> "But but then you'll say, well, Jurassic Park came out then though." And yeah. look at and look how it looks. So that's a, that's amazing, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I almost you can't make excuses for movies, but uh, and by the way, I've, I've watched Star Wars since and enjoyed it. So I was oh, at the yeah. time. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm um, I I um the first three movies and then and the uh, the first three movies I loved the prequel movies of Star Wars that kind of gets off the beaten track a little bit and weird. But um, did you like the Jar Jar Binks one or no? Hate it. <laughs> now I know you're hardcore. Hate hardcore. It. Most people hate that one, right? God awful. 
It's bad. That just, that just went off on a tangent, right? It's just well, I, I, I could go off on that one, but we won't. Okay, we'll say that sorry. for another I day. I That's okay. I'm not angry or anything, Jeff. Okay, I'm not you, mad. Thank you. Um, I said the worst thing ever to a Star Wars it's fan. It's a key word. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Jar Jar. Yeah, I know. I could say some other, some other things, too. The, it's okay. Anyway, well, this isn't a Star Wars episode. This is a roller coaster but, but that, episode. Yeah, but that, that's why I like roller coasters. My, my, you know, and I... And I mean, may, they probably should have explored the young man character a little more. You know, he, why is he bombing these things? Why? Why is I mean, he why? doing it? You know, what 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 went wrong in his life when the um, when he when he does he does target practice movie where he shoots all the ducks down in that shooting gallery? Yeah. And the guy who's the carney who's running the ride system. Oh, were you in the uh, you know in military. the uh, military? And the other guy shows him his tattoo, like he says, "101st day." I forgot what he says to him, but he shows that he was in the military. And and uh, just it's only in a movie where the guy not say a word back. He doesn't respond. At all. Awkward. Like, yeah, you're just like man, right? Yeah. Like he just stands there, like without saying anything. Like okay, just walks away. Yeah, you know. I guess they're just trying to paint him as a psycho, but psycho weirdo, right? He is a psycho weirdo. Um, yeah, Lalo uh, Schifrin, you talked yeah. about earlier. He's 83. Um, yeah, still kicking. He still does. He he. Like I said, I know he did a couple, of, at least one of the Dirty Harry movies. I've seen his name a lot in a lot of movies. Yeah, he's done him. a lot of stuff. A lot of soundtracks. Right? Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna rate the movie um, with horribles. One horrible to five horribles. One being uh, bad, but but not the worst. And then five being the worst movie you could possibly imagine watching. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, well, since I have a fondness for it okay. to a certain extent, I and but I'm going to go with what most people would think of this. No, movie. Go, no, I want you to go with what you think of it. What I think, I'm, okay. I'm going to go with what I think of it. So, okay, I'm going to give it. Um, I'm only going to give it. Mm, can I be a half? Can it be a one and a half horribles? I would just go a one. I would just say a one because I'm going one. I think I, I, it's got horrible aspects to it, but I do enjoy it. Yeah, and I think as okay, let's look at it strictly as a even as a period piece of the seventies and looking at uh, I, I I love going to well less and less the older I get the less and less I like to go to like a carnival right I remember being uh, a, a little kid and you go to carnivals and you talked about the bright lights and you talked about and that that this movie taps into that oh in the age of innocence you're young it's great now then it has a bomber in it but in the same vein in the same vein i i i can't say i mean i'm telling you one for me maybe a two i'm gonna go with a one see no, i'm telling that? you it's but it's still horrible i'm I, I can't let it off the hook right so, so but it's I, still I, made horrible. De- I, I made a decent selection then how you think oh, it's it, a good okay. selection oh there's and there's never a i've had people come on here and at, i've had differing opinions on i've had you know, we'll have three guests total, counting myself. Well, we'll have me and then two other people on there. Uh-huh. And one of those people will like the movie, actually. And then the other, it's like, it's just kind of a fun little, you know, whatever. So I, Oh, yeah, I heard your Batman v Superman, which yeah. I did not see, by the way. I did yeah. not see. I got discouraged from seeing it by so many bad reviews. But anyway. Uh, just, it is It is what it is. So I mean, I'll give it a shot. I yeah, give, it, give a shot. it a shot. It's, it, okay. it is, I, I don't know. Anyway. I don't want to get you off topic here. You're fine. I, I do it all the time. Uh, but, man, Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on, man. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, anything you want to kind of plug or pitch or talk about? Yeah, yeah. You know, don't forget to uh, check out the Carolina Cadillo show on revolverpodcast.com. We, um, it's like I said, it, it's, it's, um, if you don't have a good morning show in your area and you want to hear what's kind of going on for the day, we're, um, 
we're not. I wouldn't say um, we're not G-rated. We're not R-rated. You know, there's occasional bad word, but for the most part, we're pretty clean. I wouldn't say we're clean, but we don't go in the gutter just for the sake of going in the gutter. Right, occasional right. language. Yeah. So uh, they did give us the explicit on. Um, really. Yeah, only because sometimes we go there, but for the, we try not to though. Like I found that when you go there, most times it's not funny. So um, yeah. we but we we kind of go uh, like today. We talked about the fact that there's some guy in prison who's uh, come out. And he claims he's Prince's only um, only uh, son. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So we we talked about what we talk about from the news. We covered we've covered the presidential presidential election. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about North Carolina suing over the bathroom law. We kind of, we kind of do whatever's, whatever's, as my wife says, whatever's trending for the day, the right. big news of the day. Right. And we do it all in about um, most days between the show runs between thirty and forty minutes, and it's up most days by about eleven in the morning. So that's cool. Carolina Cadillo, C A D I L L O. That's awesome. And then, and then you get the Jeff Jensen show, which is coming on Revolver. And if you want to hear our long-form shows, I know it's a lot to absorb here. No, Sorry, you're fine. That's what you're doing. It. Yeah. But that's SoundCloud.com, okay? okay? And that's where we were initially before Revolver. We're still there. But then, then you search Carolina, which is like Carolina, like South Carolina, spelled like that. Uh, Carolina Cadillo, C-A-D-I-L-L-O, and you'll, you'll find, the, find the show. And it's the three of us there. That's awesome. And, you know, we, we've, um, we have, we're up to like uh, on the pot, the hour-long one on the weekends, we're up to like number 100 and... 104, I think. We've wow. done 104 of those over two years. That's awesome. And yeah, we've done about 60 revolver shows already because we do it every day. I have to listen to my wife, Jack. You understand how that works, right? Yeah, I, 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 she listens to this podcast, and I just can't. I can't. I, you know, it's one of those where she's my wife's the best ever. Th- exactly. She's my number wife, one. Number one is right, man. You Numero uno. You, you have to listen to the women. I, a little Spanish. My wife will like that. You know? Okay. Well, very good. Very good. But that's, that's, you know, so if you get a chance to check us out, um, you can get, um, let's see, how about I, I'll give you my Twitter. Jeff yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I know we're, we're, we're friends on, we're, we're, we're friends. We follow each other on Twitter, sorry. Yeah, Jeff Jensen Show, J-E-F-F-J-E-N-S-E-N, Jeff Jensen Show on Twitter. I'm the real Jeff Jensen on Instagram because there's a lot of imitators, Jack. There's a lot of people who say they're Jeff Jensen. They but probably only, are. But, but I'm the real one, one. Real Jeff Jensen. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys who have my name who do weather reports because it sounds like a meteorologist name. Hey, Jeff Jensen with your forecast, you know. So there's a lot of guys like that. Out there. Hey, it's okay. Somebody's got to do it. There's the and Jeff Jensen band too. No relation. Really? Anyway, sorry, I don't want to. It's take fine. Away. You're plugging all these Jeff Jensens. I know, but uh, man, it was a, it was a, it was fun to come on, Jack. It was just good. Hey, you're always welcome. Um, uh, we we uh, will do it again, and you rock. All right. Thank you, man. You rock. Thank you. you roll, roller coaster. Uh, number one, a very good pick for the horror movie podcast. Thank you. Check it out. I'm sure it's on DVD. It must be on DVD, right? Uh, it's on DVD. You can get it at on Amazon, and you can oh, get yes. it. You can, and you can get it. Um, where was the other place, Phil? You, we found it. Amazon. It's not on Netflix. I bet it's not on Netflix. No. <laughs> Amazon is the only place we could buy it. Amazon. I think it's some people sell it on eBay too. Yeah. 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 Really, really. So, uh, limited place you can get it, but it's it's you can buy it. You can buy it if you just it's want. It. And how much would you sell your laser disc copy for? Um, whatever anybody wants to give me for it. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I might sell it cheap, but but I no, I, I you know it's 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 near and dear to me, so I'll probably hold on to my laser disc copy. Okay. You hold on yeah. to it. 
right. we'll, we'll come back and uh, we'll we'll do another episode sometime. But you got to maybe we'll do earthquake next time. Love to, love to, and we'll get you on. We're gonna have you on the uh, Carolina Cadillo show uh, the weekend of the weekday edition to promote the horrible movie podcast. Pleasure to be with you today. Absolutely, right. Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. You bet. Anytime. You're, you're awesome, man. Thanks.